dun, dun. I love that intro music. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Welcome back to The Millennial Medium with Liam T. I am your host, Liam T, and I am super excited to have you all here today. For those of you who have listened before, welcome back. For those of you who are new listeners, welcome. We're really excited to have you all here. This week, I am really excited to be bringing this episode to you. We are going to be chatting all about mental health, uh, what that's like as a medium, what it's like when I talk with spirits who have crossed from mental illness, uh, and also just what it's like to be a millennial and have mental illness and like the stigmas that are around it and, you know, all of those things that people don't really want to talk about. But I'm like, eh, fuck it. Why not? You know, I feel like the only way you can break a stigma is to talk about something and, for those who know me, I'm, I'm a pretty vulnerable and pretty open person, and so I want that to really come through in my podcast. However, before we start, a few things that I want to chat about. One, I have some updates for y'all. Uh, my website is now live. You can find me at themillennialmedium.net. That's uh, T-H-E-M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L. M-E-D-I-U-M dot net. There's no spaces. Uh, through there, you can book readings. You can listen to this podcast if you're not listening to it on my website currently. Uh, you can learn a bit more about me and check out my other social media accounts as well. You can also check out my blog that will be housed on my website uh, through my blog. You know, I'll just be writing some some thoughts that I have. Uh, and on the off weeks that I don't post a podcast episode, which I'll talk about in a second, uh, you will be able to find some blog posts that are going on there too. So uh, for my podcast posting schedule, my plan is to do uh, two weeks on and one week off. I know I've put off posting another episode uh, in a little bit. I think it's been almost three weeks at this point. Uh, Just again, we're talking about mental health. So I've just had a lot of things going on in my life that have kept me from being able to focus on... I've had to shift my focus essentially to some other things while my mental health was not at the best point. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate, especially during quarantine. Uh, And yeah, so on those off weeks, just make sure that you're checking out that blog post. Uh, It'll be different topics. This week, we talked about unpacking trauma, which is always fun and (laughs) something that I'm sure a lot of people may have experience with. And if you don't, I would encourage you to reflect on why you don't have experience on that. Uh, Another thing that I want to bring attention to or call attention to uh, are the protests that are happening around the world at this point for Black Lives Matter. Uh, This is something that has been a eye-opening experience, I would say, and I recognize my privilege in saying that as a white man, uh, because really, I was aware of things that were going on. I was aware of police brutality. I was aware of the killings of black people at disproportionate rates by police, Uh, but it was something, again, that never personally affected me, and so I didn't have to take the time out of my day to think about it. I didn't walk around with this notion in my head of do I have to be scared to face the police which again is a, is a privilege that that I have as a white person and if you are listening to this as a white person that you hold as well regardless if you think you do or not I'm here to tell you that you do that's not a fair debate that's not my opinion that is a fact so what I want to say is specifically for my white people out there my fellow white people do the work acknowledge your own privilege Check in on your black friends, check in on your indigenous friends, check in on your people of color friends, see how they're doing. And if you haven't, ask yourself why you haven't. Do you feel uncomfortable having that conversation with them? Do you feel uncomfortable acknowledging that maybe you have contributed to their harm at some point? And when I say check in on them, I don't mean ask them to tell you all about their trauma. 
that's not for you to to learn from their trauma is not yours to learn from what you need to do is just check in on them and check in with yourself are you acknowledging your privilege the white privilege that you hold which again that's not an opinion that's a fact white privilege exists just like any other privilege and white privilege doesn't mean that your life hasn't been hard right like I know white people who they don't have the financial privilege that some other people do. And so they grew up in poverty. It doesn't mean that your life hasn't been hard. It just means that your skin color isn't one thing that's made your life harder. And think about there's there's something that I've said a lot. It's it's the statement, all white people are racist. And I think it's really funny to see white people react to that statement especially white people who are like no no no, that's not true i'm not racist no 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 that how dare you say that to me that's absolutely ridiculous no way that no that can't possibly be true and i just if you're one of those people who you heard that and you're you're that's how you responded i encourage you to think about why you responded that way right think about the systems that america was built on white people came and stole this land from indigenous people and then they colonized this land they stole culture and we still still we still steal culture to this day right and we as white people benefit from the systems of oppression that are in play in our society when we benefit from those systems we uphold a system of oppression we uphold a system of racism thus means that we are complacent within that system and means that we are racist and that's okay You just have to do the work to acknowledge that that is true, acknowledge why that is true, and then do the work within yourself. Educate yourself. Look up white guilt. Look up white tears. Don't do those things. And again, those things will happen. It's fine. Essentially, if anyone is interested in having this conversation off podcast, please feel free to like shoot me a DM on my Instagram or anything like that because this is something that does need to be talked about and something that we need to start talking about way more than it has been in the past. All right. Now, with that being said, let's jump into the podcast topic for the week. I want to give a little content warning and then a disclaimer for my content warning. Just know that we will be talking about mental health, depression, anxiety, trauma, all those fun things that revolve around mental health and mental illness. Uh, So if at any point you feel the need to stop listening, please do so. No one's judging you. You do what you got to do to take care of yourself. Uh, So I want you all to know I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert in any way, shape, or form. So any advice that I may give in this episode should not be taken as professional advice. Uh, I would highly encourage you to seek out a licensed professional to help you. Uh, And if you just want to like chat about my experiences as well, again, please feel free to like DM me, shoot me a text if you have my phone number, send me a message on my website, different things like that. I'd be more than happy to talk about these things with people. So maybe you're like me and you have been diagnosed with some mental some mental health issues. Uh, for me personally, I have generalized anxiety disorder, I have panic disorder, uh, and something else that I can't remember off the top of my head, which is not necessarily good. But <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Uh, just know that there are some things going on. Add ADHD on top of that, and you have a perfect mess, as I like to call it, because honestly, that's really what it is. Like, there are some days where I am just an absolute hot mess, and it's some days it's because of my mental, mental illness. Uh, other days, it's just for the strict fact that I have no clue what I'm doing with my life, to be completely honest with you. So, uh, 
maybe you're not like me, right? Maybe you're interested in just talking more about this and helping end the stigma around mental health. Maybe you're like, mental health isn't real, but this podcast seemed interesting, so I want to listen to it. Hey, what's up? Welcome. I'm here to tell you that it is real. It's like it is all in our head, but that's the whole point of mental illness. It's in your head. It's it's a dysfunction within your brain, um, within your brain chemistry. So I've noticed that... (laughs) A lot of times when I try to talk about mental health with like older generations uh, or with people who grew up in homes that did not talk about mental health or actively disregarded mental health. And what I mean by that is they were like, yeah, nope, that's not real. Like, we're never going to talk about that. Uh Uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. Anytime you bring it up, I'm going to tell you that it's all in your head and I'm going to firmly make you believe that it's all in your head too. They sort of end up furthering this stigma that's already surrounding mental health. And I think the way that they do that is by again, still refusing to talk about it, still refusing to acknowledge that it's a problem that their loved one is is coming to them with, right? And so it's just, it's it's something that I, I really want to encourage you all to, even if you get that from your family, even if you get that from people in your, in your circle, don't let that stop you from talking about it. And again, I know that that's easier said than done because there are really going to be some places where it's like you genuinely feel that Talking about it may hinder your own personal safety. And so make sure that, again, you're doing what you need to do for you first. That being said, if you are in a place where you can talk about it, that is the first step to breaking this stigma around mental health. We need to make sure that we are actively talking about it because when we do so, you bring awareness to it and you show that a lot of people live with these different issues. A lot of people live with anxiety. A lot of people live with depression, right? And that's okay. That's that's a normal thing. A lot of people break their arm. A lot of people break their leg, but we don't look at them like they're crazy or need to be be in a mental institution because they've broken their leg or because they did something stupid to break their leg, right? Like they jumped off a roof because it was cool. No, it's it's a way for us to move towards talking about mental health in a way that is healthy and in a way that acknowledges the the re, the realness of it essentially and that is why like i'm so open in talking about these things because one as i said before i suffer from from anxiety from depression um and from you know panic disorder and that is something that is is open people will see it you know like i i've had panic attacks at work i've had to calm myself down and like people will see me doing my techniques to help me calm myself down while i'm out in public and i'm okay with that i have no problem with people seeing that because hey Maybe someone who's going through the same thing as me, but hasn't necessarily been diagnosed or hasn't sought help from someone else can be like, oh my God, it is real. Like, I'm not just crazy. Can we talk a little bit more about this? Like, what techniques do you have? And then we can share techniques, right? And they now feel like they have someone who they can come and talk to. I also talk about it a lot in my work as a medium, right? So there are people who have crossed from their mental illness, right? Either they took their life because they were really depressed or, well, I mean, really, that's the the main one that comes up. And what am I going to do when I'm having a reading and, and I have someone who's coming through who, who tells me that they took their life because of depression or because they suffered from mental illness? Am I just going to be like, oh, no, I can't talk about that. I don't believe in it. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that either. And so... 
when it does come up in a reading, I always tell the person, I'm like, hey, listen, like, I just want to let you know this is what I'm feeling. And if that's not what it was, I'm very sorry. It just it is something that I'm feeling. And almost every time I don't I actually every single time that that has come up, they're like, no, that's OK. Like, we can talk about that. Um, I want to know what they what they had to say. And literally, I kid you not. So if you are listening to this and you had a loved one who took their own life, know that they're OK on the other side. Right. These negative emotions, these like lower vibrational emotions of depression, anxiety, anger, hurt, those stay in the physical body when we leave it, when we go back to the spirit world. Uh, and they, and when we're, when we're on, when we're in the spirit world or on the other side, that is when we are kind of able to see like, okay, I can understand why I did that. I can understand how this hurt other people and almost every single time spirit will always say that that was part of their soul contract and that was part of their soul's journey to learn what it was like to live with a mental illness and it was a part of our soul contracts the people who were interacting with them and who are such a big part of their lives for us to learn what it looked like to either help them or not help them and now have to go through this life without them. And I know that that sounds really harsh. And some of you may be listening to it and be like, there's no way that that's true. But it is. All of our souls have these different things that we need to learn. We've decided these things while we were on the other side before we came here. I talked a little bit about soul contracts in a, in a past episode of this podcast. And I'm sure I'll talk about them in the future. But we literally all have these different things that our souls need to learn in order for our soul to grow. Our body is a vessel for our soul. I firmly believe that. I truly think that that is the case because at the end of the day, our souls are going to be the things that exist long after our physical body is gone and our souls are the, th- are the ones who have to do this learning, right? And one of the ways that we do this learning is through mental health, right? I can't tell you why it's through mental health or why that's what our soul chose. You know, that's that's between you and your soul and your people, your soul group. I can't personally tell you that. I mean, maybe I can if I did a psychic reading. I don't know. We would have to try it out. <laughs> anyway, so that is just something that I think is really important to keep in mind, right? It's it's a mental illness, me, mental illness, mental illness is another way for your soul to grow and for you personally to learn these different lessons. Mental illness sucks to live with. I, I will be the first one to admit that. I No one wants to stay awake until 2 a.m. because they're scared to fall asleep because they have health anxiety that they might die. I'm adding myself right now. <laughs> that has been a very real thing for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are these things that we learn, right? We learn to grow through these things. And I, I say grow through because I think that that's a really important distinction to make. These are things that we are going to grow through. We are meant to learn through them. And truly mental illness has taught me personally a lot about myself. I will not speak for everyone who has uh, some form of mental illness in any way, shape or form, but I will speak for me personally that my own mental illness has taught me so much about myself and how much I can persevere through something. And honestly, like what it looks like to help people as well who are in those moments who I might come across someone who is having a panic attack and it's like, okay, I know some of the techniques that I've used. I know how to be able to stay calm in that situation to be like, all right, like let's try and breathe through this. If breathing isn't working for you, let's do some progressive muscle relaxation. If that's not working for you, let's do some five, four, three, two, ones. 
those are my favorite. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a lesson that we all have to learn. Anyway, now that we've talked about that, let's talk a little bit about how this kind of came about in, in my mediumship and, and what it looks like to have a mental illness and also be a medium and then throwing in being a millennial who's 24 and is just like, ah, oh, what's going on with my life? And then how mental illness affects that too, right? So when my gifts started opening, my mental health took a drastic dip. Now, I'm not saying that my gifts were the things that triggered that. However, I think that they played a heavy part in that, especially because what essentially what happens when I'm connecting with spirit is I'm raising my vibrations. That's what all mediums do. We raise our vibrations higher. And when you do that, you tend to feel a little bit more anxious. And so when you're first starting to develop these gifts, when you first start noticing that you have these gifts, you might start feeling really anxious or you might start feeling some pains across your body because maybe you feel a little bit more and then you're like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? Oh my, and then your health anxiety gets triggered, right? There, there are all of these different things that kind of play into being a medium and mental health, anxiety, all that other fun stuff. Uh, but again, my gifts were not the sole reason that my mental health took a dip, right? My father had died that year. Uh, so to give you a time context, right? My dad died in March of 2019. I didn't know that I had my gifts then. Like I didn't know that I could talk to people who have crossed over then. Uh, and then I went throughout the summer, did my summer internship. I was still really like down and whatnot, but I just persevered through the summer. And then my second year of grad school started August of 2019. I had a huge mental, it was either August or September of 2019 where I had a huge mental breakdown, uh, and where my mental health just was absolutely shit. So on top of, you know, my gifts opening, my dad was dead. Um, I was, I was in my second year of grad school, which is just like, oh crap. And I was like, okay, I know that I'm going to have to start thinking about job searching soon. I know that I'm going to have to think about my comprehensive exams, which are just our final exams that we have to pass uh, before we can actually graduate from our program. And mind you, Corona wasn't even a thing at this point. Like we didn't know that Corona was going to be a thing or anything like that. So there's just a lot going on in my life on top of just the usual day-to-day bullshit that we all face. And so essentially my anxiety shot through the roof. I was having panic attacks in the middle of the night and my friends became very used to my 3am. Hey, I'm having a panic attack. I think I'm dying. Oh my God. Am I having a heart attack? I think this is it. Ah, and like literally that is, that is exactly what would happen and that they happen quite frequently. So shout out to the people who were there for me during that time and who I called quite frequently at three o'clock in the morning. And I would also get them during the workday as well, right? So I would go into my supervisor's office, who is now one of my really good friends, and I would just lay on her office floor and we would shut the lights off and listen to some meditation music while she worked. Uh, yeah, that happened. I recognize not everyone can do that because, again, not everyone has as like supportive supervisors or works in like a supportive work environment. So find, again, this is where finding what works for you comes in. Anyway, I would have such bad anxiety and I couldn't figure out why. And I knew that I had to go to therapy. I was like, you know what? Like, I just, I absolutely need to do this. This is something that I need to do for myself. And I remember the night after I had a mental breakdown, my friend who I was, we have internships in our program. And so like semesterly internships, we called them practicum. And I had one friend who I was working with in my practicum and she walked with me to our university's counseling and mental health services office and from there that was my 
essentially start to therapy. When I tell you that therapy has literally been the best thing for me to experience, I'm I'm not kidding when I say that. Between unpacking my own trauma, getting to just talk about myself for an hour at a time and not feel guilty about talking about myself, uh, having someone who is very supportive of me but will also call me out on my bullshit, literally it's just been one of the best experiences and that's why I think it's it's so important to to talk about these things because if you don't know someone who has gone to therapy or if you don't know someone who is actively talking about their mental health issues, how are how are you supposed to know what what you can do? And this isn't me saying that therapy is 100% going to work for everyone. I think that everyone needs to find their own things. I'm, we're seeing a common trend throughout this podcast. You need to find what works for you. You need to figure out is therapy your only thing? Is therapy one part of your method that works for you and helping figure out and process your own trauma and, you know, working through your own mental health issues? Is therapy not a part of it at all? Do you just need to go and see a psychologist and maybe have them prescribe you some medication and, you know, and you do everything else on your own? You do meditation, you do self-care, you do community care, different things like that. You have to figure out what that looks like for you. That being said, I'm still highly recommending therapy for literally everyone who is listening to this podcast. Uh, my therapist is like, I freaking love her. She isn't my therapist anymore just because I, I finished at school. And so I like I don't go there anymore. So I can't utilize the counseling services. I'm in the process of finding a new therapist anyway. It's just been like one of those things where I am truly appreciative of the experiences that I had because I don't think that I would be where I am today without having gone to therapy. And when it comes to my gift as well, so like if you're a medium who's out there or a developing medium and you're like, I can totally relate to what you're saying, like I've been feeling these things, but I don't know how to get help for them. Going to therapy and processing my trauma is one way that my gift continued to strengthen because... As I did that, as I processed through my own grief with my father dying, as I processed through some past traumas that had happened to me, I got to this point where I could understand and empathize more with people and understand the feelings that I would feel when I would do a reading. And when you're doing a reading and you can connect with the weird emotions that people are having, and I say weird not because they're not because mental illness emotions are weird, but because when people are looking at it and they don't know what it is and you can describe exactly what it is that they're feeling that they haven't been able to put words to, for them, it's a weird emotion. It's an unfamiliar emotion. So maybe I should use the word unfamiliar. That's what we'll do. We'll call it unfamiliar. They they open up so much more to you and you can literally feel that opening as they do, like as they connect with you more. Because again, giving a reading, it's all about that connection. It's all about how you are able to connect with the person who's sitting in front of you as well as because, well, so when you're connecting with them, they are going to be the vessel for you to connect to their people who are on the other side, right? Like we can use our guides. We can connect with our guides. They can only give us so much. We connect with their people through them, which is an amazing experience. So when they're opened, that helps you channel so much more. It makes your, your connection so much stronger. And having that strong connection helps make your reading just that much more amazing and that much more connected. And it, it's a, if you're not a medium, I don't know how to explain this feeling to you. If you are a medium, awesome, because I, I think you'll know what I'm talking about here. When we give a reading, there's a moment that comes in each reading 
where you can just feel the emotions or the the I don't even know what I would call it like the processing of trauma that just opens up within a person and it's like this reading did that for that person and it's just it's an amazing feeling because you sit there and you're like this person genuinely heard what they needed to hear this person is now able to understand why they've been feeling the way that they have or they've been able to like they, now they're hearing something from their loved one that they needed to hear that their loved one wanted to tell them but hasn't been able to and they're just they become so much more open they become so much more okay like I think that I can I can move through this and I don't say move on from this because if you've ever had someone in your life pass on who you've been close to or even someone who you haven't been close to you know that you never truly move on from something I always say to my friends this is just when they like when they're going through something and they're really upset about it I always say listen you have to figure out what it looks like for you to move forward from this this is a chapter in your story that you will always be able to come back and read and it doesn't mean that it's and just because it's closed now doesn't mean that it's closed forever right a chapter book is meant for you to go back and read it's meant for you to look back on your favorite chapters it's meant for if you want to feel those emotions you can go back to that time that made you feel those emotions you're looking to feel at the same time the goal of the book is for you to get to the end and for you to continuously move forward and move through the book and honestly life is just the same way that's that's my own personal opinion and i think moving through life is also something that we need to acknowledge when it comes to talking about mental health and like moving forward because i talked a little bit about how i think it's a lot of older generations who refuse to talk about mental health or who are like no 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 i can't talk about that absolutely not no way Mm-mm, i'm not doing that And they don't necessarily realize that, like, we're in a new time. There are more generations now who are alive, who are willing to talk about these things and who need to talk about these things. And honestly, I don't know about y'all, but what I've realized is that older generations have so much trauma that they themselves have not processed and that they continue to pass on to the younger generation. So their kids or their grandkids. And it's like, fam like you just need to go to therapy too and like and I feel like what they think is that their friends are their therapists when it's like no 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 no, no. that is not fair for your friends for you to put all of your traumas and all of your unprocessed emotions on them that is that is not fair to them that is rude but again that's how they grew up that is what they did. They didn't think that therapy could be a thing because they were always told, nope, we don't talk about that. We're going to shut our emotions away. Uh, uh-uh. We don't deal with that. We just put it in a little compartment in our brain. We compartmentalize and we leave it. No, we're not doing that anymore. No, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's really just something that is is like we all need to start embracing it and Again, embracing something comes with educating about it. So if we're able to educate people about what it, what therapy actually looks like or what mental illness actually looks like, which I'll get to in a second, then we can start moving forward with it. We can start continuing through this chapter book, right? We can write another chapter where mental illness is actually accepted by society as a whole or a majority of society as a whole. And, you know, I think that we're on our way to being able to do that, but I definitely don't think that we're there right now. 
And I'm hoping that podcasts like this, books, other podcasts by by mental health experts or maybe by other mediums or people who just want to, you know, shoot the shit and talk about mental health. I'm hoping that these things come about and really bring education and awareness to these issues. And like I said before, if you ever want to talk about therapy, if you ever want to talk about mental health issues, my DMs are open. My messages are open. I am more than willing to, I am an open book for you all to talk about these things. I may not go very deep into like my traumas or whatnot, but I will talk to you about what it was like to process through those things or what it was like to start therapy or to find a therapist or what it felt like to have a mental breakdown because that literally was one of the scariest nights of my life, like literally the scariest nights of my life. And so shit happens, you know, and we just got to do what we can. Now, my last little piece before we wrap this podcast up. I know it's a shorter episode. Listen, depression has kicked in recently. I have an outline for this episode, but it is what it is. You know, we'll be back next week, full force. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about is the fact that there are so many unknowns on mental health. And what I mean by that is, like, you could be having a symptom of depression, like maybe you not like you're exhausted you are constantly exhausted and you think th- and you talk to someone else who's depressed and they're like nope that's never happened to me so you start to think okay so then something must be medically wrong with me right but it's not because depression looks different for everyone anxiety looks different for everyone mental illness looks different for everyone just because i have certain symptoms of anxiety right just because i have really bad health anxiety and my heart rate spikes up every now and then that doesn't mean that the same thing is going to happen for you. That also doesn't mean that something is medically, physically wrong with me. It just means that it's part of my mental illness that I have to learn to cope with or learn to live with. I think that the same thing is true when it comes to like ADHD, right? So I saw this TikTok the other day. I know I'm a 24 year old on TikTok. Who would have ever thought? Um, TikTok is actually really educational to be completely honest with you. Anyway, I saw something that was this guy who was talking about, oh, unknown symptoms of ADHD part, whatever part they were on. And they were saying that like they were talking about object permanence, which is essentially if I have a pencil in my hand and I put it behind my head, I know that the pencil still exists, even though I can't see it. And they talked about how let's take food in the, like in the refrigerator, for example, someone with ADHD might buy a bag of spinach and put it in a drawer where they can't actively see it when they open the fridge. So they forget that it's there. And then the food goes bad. When I tell you that I saw that and I was like, holy shit, I, that happens so much. I cannot tell you how many times I've bought a bag of kale and a bag of spinach for my smoothies and I don't freeze them because I'm like, oh, I'll make make it tomorrow with this fresh spinach and not my frozen spinach, forgetting that I already have a bag of frozen spinach that I still need to use. And then I just forget that the spinach and kale is in there and then it just goes to shit. That has literally happened to me so many times and I, I never realized that it was because of like or that it was a sign of ADHD. And like my life has changed, not actually changed, but it's literally just one of those things where I had this moment of, holy shit, I never fucking knew that like that was a sign or a symptom of this thing that I have. And I've realized that that connects so heavily to mental health. There are so many different things that could be going on because of your 
mental health, right? And I'm not saying like if you're having ch- really tight chest pain and you feel like you can't breathe, I'm not saying to completely uh, attribute that to your mental health. Like go and get yourself checked out by a physician just to make sure that you're all good. What I am saying is that understand that these things could show up as signs of your mental health. And so you don't have to take them as, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack, I'm dying, when in reality, it's it's really just your anxiety is spiking. And I know that that's, again, harder or easier said than done. I think one way of looking at it is also acknowledging that like two things can be true at once, right? You can be having you can feel your heart start to race. You can be having those tight chest pains and you can be uh, having this tight this tight breath and feeling like your chest is tight and it can be a symptom of your anxiety. Those two things can be true at once. I think that was one of the hardest things for, for me to acknowledge personally because I was, I was so set in this fact of, no, 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 if my heart is racing and my chest hurts, that means that something is physically wrong with me. There is no way that that's a sign of anxiety. And I remember talking to this with my therapist after I had actually started therapy. And she had said, well, yeah, the reason that you feel tightness in your chest is because when you breathe, like when you're having anxiety, your breath starts to get a little bit more shallow and you start breathing into your chest, not into your stomach. So when you breathe normally, you breathe deep and you breathe into your stomach. If you do it right now, one thing that you can do is if you lay down, you can put your hand on your chest, one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach and breathe really deep and feel how your breath goes into your stomach and also fills up your chest. Now, if you do like little, you feel your chest going up and down because you're breathing into your chest and that makes your chest tighter. That has been, that's been a trick for me that has been absolutely amazing with helping my anxiety because for me, chest pain is a huge part of my anxiety. Like it's one of the main symptoms that I always get. And so being able to take a step back and say, okay, I'm, I can recognize I'm breathing into my chest more. Let me breathe into my stomach for a little bit. And my chest pain goes away within like a minute every time that I do it. Again, that may work for you. That may not work for you. I don't know. You have to try all of these different things. So this has been a great episode. I'm really happy that we chatted a little bit about mental health. I am definitely going to have another episode in the future to talk a little bit more about this. And I I think it'll be with other people. So having some guests on that being said, I don't want you to think that this is a conversation that stops here. As I said before, my DMS are open. My messages are open. I would really love to talk to you all about this and talk to you about like, what does mental health look like for you? What are, what are some of your signs and symptoms? Maybe if you want to chat about what it looks like to go to therapy, Hey, I've been there before. I'd be more than willing to help you out with that too. So all that being said, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I hope you all will join me next week where I don't really know what our topic will be yet, but I'll figure that out as the week goes on. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this beautiful journey that I've enjoyed so much. Please don't forget to check out my website. It's themillennialmedium.net. You can book readings. You can check out my uh, other social medias and you can learn a little bit more about me. You can also reach out to me through there as well. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Mm -hmm.